Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. How is everyone doing? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is good to be back in the house of the Lord. I've been gone a couple weeks, went on a uh, cruise through Amsterdam and the British Isles and then returned and the motion of the ocean got me. <laughs> I couldn't get my, my feet, I couldn't get my bearings back last week and it caught a cold, but I am here this morning and I praise God, amen, that he, is, that he has delivered me. I am so, it is just so good to be back, amen. I really missed you guys, I love you. It was just a wonderful, wonderful time, uh, just, just basking in all of this jazz from all of these different artists and, and just being able to just be in the presence of God in another country, being able to see a different part of the world and just get a glimpse of God's glory. I've always wanted to see Switzerland and I got to see it. I think that is one of the most beautiful places on earth just the, the beauty of the rolling hills and the waterfalls. I just really enjoyed my time. So I'm just, I'm excited to be here this morning. Amen. We are going to jump into the word this morning. We are uh, celebrating Pentecost this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This, this is a, a, a huge, huge uh, uh, British, uh, British, I'm still in, I'm still over in Britain, <laughs> Jewish holiday that we are celebrating today, um, and it is the Pentecost. It is, it is the 50th day after the Passover, amen, when Jesus had promised his disciples that he was going to send the Holy Spirit, that he was, that he had told them that uh, he had made them a promise and says that I am leaving. My work is done. Amen. I've done all that I can do on this earth, but I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. So he promises them the Holy Spirit. So we're just going to briefly talk about that because I believe today we need another upper room experience. Amen. The church is in need of an upper room experience. We are in need of an upper room experience. We are in need of a refreshing from the Holy Spirit confirmation that he is still with us. Amen. God has not left us. He has not forsaken us. He is still here. And that Holy Spirit lives within us. We have to realize that the Holy Spirit, once we've accepted Jesus Christ, that he is here with us. And all we need to do to re is reactivate him. Amen. Amen. Get on our face before him and say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, empower me. Holy Spirit, use me. Amen? And I think that the church has just fallen asleep. Um, we're in a, a, an hour of, of just lethargic worship. Just lethargic in, in, in our worship, lethargic in our, our uh, Christian duties, lethargic in even attending church. This pandemic has come and it has swept over us. I was, um, had the opportunity to talk to various people uh, in, over in the islands or over, while I was on tour and just hear about how the pandemic has hit them, um, talking to a lot of the crew members, um, just the things that have affected them. And, and it's just all over. It's just not you know here in the States, but it is a worldwide crisis that we've gone through. And at this time and point in life, we really need to understand that we have the power, amen? We have the power to, re to move mountains. We have the power to speak, and, and things should be moving forward because we have the Holy Spirit within us. So this morning, I just want us to start uh, just saying, God, what are you calling me to do? What, what part do I take place in this? 
and really just receive the power of the Holy Spirit again this morning because he is here to do what he does best, amen, and that is to give us dominion, give us power, give us authority over all and in all, amen, amen, praise God. For those of you watching online, we love you. I just want to remind you that this Sunday, this is our first Sunday, so we will be taking communion, so if you would gather your elements this morning. I won't be long before you, I just want to share what God has been saying to me, what God has been doing with me, um, the enemy has come in full force, amen, which is, that's what he's supposed to do, uh, and that's, that's what he, that's his assignment is to take us out, but I have just been in a place of, of wavering, and I've been in a place of depression, I've been in a, been through some really crazy things these past few months, but God is still alive, amen, he is still on the throne, he whispers in my ear, I love you, and I've got you. And I'm, I'm understanding the process of what I have to go through. A lot of times I'm just like, God, please take this off of me. And he said, daughter, if I take it off of you, you won't learn. You won't understand. You won't appreciate it. So when we're going through these traverse times, you know, we have to, inverse, we have to embrace that time. And we have to celebrate God during those times. Because if we can't celebrate him during those times, it really begins to show our lack of faith our lack of belief. God did not say that, you know, this life was going to be a bed of roses. It's not. Trust me, this Christian walk is not a bed of roses. There's a lot of thorns on our path. There's a lot of curves on our paths. But Jesus is there. Amen. He is there and he promised his Holy Spirit to walk beside us. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I am just so glad. So this morning, let us just pray. Father God, as I come before you, Lord, I just thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for your presence, Father. I thank you, God, that your love for me is never-ending, God. And this morning, Father God, as I approach your throne, Father God, as we come into this place, this house of worship, we ask for the infillment of the Holy Spirit, God, not only in this place, God, but in our homes for those that are watching online, God, on our jobs, God, wherever we may go, Father, that we will feel the power of the resurrection of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, we thank you this day, God. I just remove myself and ask that you use me, Father God, and fill me with your word, Lord. Everything that I speak, Father God, comes from the throne room of heaven, Father God, penetrates our heart, corrects us, Father God, gives us a hope, Father God, for those things that are, that are yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So we are just going to um, speak. Oh, that's too tall. Okay, that's why it's down there. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are just going to speak this morning. I'm going to speak to you. Just want to encourage you, amen, in, 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 our, in the place that we're at, amen. When I say that I have witnessed a lot in life, I've witnessed a lot in life. I've seen a lot going on. And I know that um, what God has called and said for us to be as a ministry, uh, that it will come forth. And the enemy will come at us, like, you know, target us 
with, with everything he has to discourage us. And so I've been in this kind of a place of, God, is your word, is, is, is your word going to come forth? When is your word going to come forth? How are we going to do this? Wah, 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 you know, wanting to see. But looking at it through my natural eyes, you know, and that's the mistake that we often make is that we look at it through our natural eyes. We want to see it now. We want receipts. We want, we want to know the path. And God doesn't work that way. God, and let me tell you, I'm, I'm, this is a, you know, let me just give you a heads up. God does not work that way. God does not, God, his thoughts are not our thoughts, neither are his ways our ways. And so I have really just been kind of struggling like, God, I mean, you, you've told us this, you've done this, you know, how is this to be? And uh, God just has, has just been real quiet. He's just been real quiet. And um, I've just been pressing in and pressing in. And I just believe that this, this, this season of Pentecost, that God is, God is going to do something. Amen? As we align ourselves to him, he's ready to move. It's not that he doesn't want to move, but it's that he's trying to get us as people of God, as, as, as a church, to understand that we have to follow him. Amen? that we have to do what he has called us to do. And, and we can get so excited and so pumped up, you know, uh, when, we, when we, we catch a little glimpse, we get, we get a little blessing, we get recharged, we get excited. And, then, and as that wanes off, we tend to wane off. We tend to, to slack off. And, you know, during this time of, of reconnecting the church, reconnecting the body of Christ, we see where we, we wane off. Sometimes I get up and I go to church. Sometimes I watch online. You know, we have this choice to click on, on, on um, social media and watch at any given point. But the Word of God says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. Amen? There is something about the synergy of the people of God coming together and doing the work of the Lord together, worshiping together, amen? Seeking God's face together, falling on our faces before God together and doing what he's called us to do. And so as we're looking at this, this day of Pentecost, um, it, it is just after the death of Jesus. Uh, Jesus has died, Jesus has resurrected, and he, has, and he is telling uh, the disciples in Acts 1, Acts, is, is, Acts gives us a, a recount of those things uh, that were happening after Jesus. So the primary, he's telling them that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. Um, in Acts chapter 1 and 8, he, he promises them the precious Holy Spirit. And it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the power of, 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 of the power that resided in Jesus, the things that, that was, allowed him to walk this earth, the things that ha allowed him, the things that he did on this earth, the miracles he performed, he's saying, I'm going to transfer that to you. I'm going to transfer that same power, that same anointing to you. And it's going to be through the Holy Spirit. And so when we think about that, when you just think about it, that when I accepted God into my life, when I accepted Christ into my life, that I received a power in me, that I have received the power of the Holy Ghost that is my paraclete that walks beside me, that guides me, that leads me. Do you understand who it is that resides in us? Do we understand that? Do we clearly understand it? And I think sometimes we get glimpses of it, but to bask in it, amen, to just soak in, in it, to understand that I can do all things through Christ, amen. 
that I am the head and not the tail, that I am an overcomer. And as we have walked through these, these, ser- these series of sermons, and I want to just say thank you to all of the, the preaching pastors in this church, the preachers in this house that have walked us through the stories of, 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 of the Old Testament prophets, Elijah, Nehemiah, Gideon, uh, all, all of these prophets that we have been talking about, we see over and over again where the Israelites find themselves out of the presence of God just like us, find themselves back into situations, back into drama, back into uh, losing their land, losing their cities. Uh, and we see this happening over and over again. And, and as, as, as in today, we can look back and decide, man, what in the world was going on with them? Why is there just, you know, seems to be just so much drama and so much chaos? And, and it's just up and down, up and down. And I believe our lives reflect those of the Israelites. I believe that, you know, we too are up and down in our faith. We too are up and down in the things that God has called us to be. But what is the beauty of it is, is that God never forsook or forsake them, that God was always there with them. And so in Acts, we see that the primary purpose for the, for the uh, Holy Spirit is to empower us. Amen. Amen. It is to empower us to do the things that God has called us to do. It's empowered us to do the mission work that he's called us to do. It has empowered us to save a lost and dying world. And that's what it's all about. When we think about, you know, the Holy Spirit, oftentimes we want the shout, we want the, 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 the feeling and everything, but God is saying that's a part of it. He will make you shout. Amen. He will bless you so hard that you will shout yourself silly. He will bless you into a point of ecstasy, amen, where you feel his presence, where you know that he is with you. But that's not all that he does. His main thing is to empower us to be and become all that God has called us to be. So in Acts 1, just briefly, I just want to just kind of go over it. God never expects us to use our own ability to accomplish his to to accomplish his purposes. He always provides for us uh, power through the Holy Spirit for the mission of God. And so we've got to learn that uh, and understand that, you know, as as people of God, we're educated, we have have power, we have, God has rendered us with tools to make life happen. We can live this world, we can live in this world uh, and do the things and accomplish the things God has had us to do. But when we partner it with the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, when we connect with the Holy Spirit, our purpose, our divine purpose becomes known to us. Hallelujah. The divine things of God become known to us. And God says that, you know, I'm here to help you. I want, I want to see my kingdom come. I want to see people empowered. I want to see people saved. I don't want our, our world to stay in this chaotic state that it is in right now. And so the Holy Spirit's promise is we get a personal benefit out of it. Amen? There's a personal benefit in knowing the Lord. There's a personal benefit in being saved. But there is also an, an empowerment to speak boldly about what God has done, to speak out and tell the world how good God is um, and the works that he's done through us. And so 
As Christ wants to, uh, as Christ rewards us with this precious gift of the Holy Spirit um, to stay faithful to his mission, that's what Acts is about. It's about the beginning of the church. It's about God saying to, uh, to those disciples, those apostles and those disciples, he, he, he uh, tells them, I need you to just go up into an, uh, to the upper room and wait, and I will send you the promised Holy Spirit. And so when we get into Acts 2, we, we, we very known, very well-known passage of Scripture, we see where the power of the Holy Spirit comes forth, and that it comes from, um, that it comes forth and it begins to manifest in this room that they were in. And so when God sends his Holy Spirit to empower us for service, we should, get, uh, we should get the attention of a hurting world. Amen? If, if, if we, as Restoration Christian Fellowship, as we as Christians, amen, as we as a body of Christ would allow the Holy Spirit to empower us, we, it would be a result, our results would be a world, for, amen. It would be people coming to us. It would be people wanting to know what is, what is so different about your life. People would be attracted to us. So many times we try to attract people with great services, great choirs, great cathedrals, and none of that matters. None of that is what God has called us to do, to be or become. God is saying that I've given you, amen? The attraction is within you. The attraction of, of the Holy Spirit is what draws men to you, that draws men to me through, through your acts of work. So, we have to understand that we cannot work in our human strength any, any further. Amen? And I am guilty of working in my human strength. I will, I will do things and I will make things happen um, just out of my own human strength and just learning that I just need to just fall back and allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. So we should always ask God to fill us. Amen? Anytime we are on assignment any time that God has called us or purposed us or, or we've, we, we know and understand our calling, that we must invoke the Holy Spirit before we embark on any, any type of, of a mission for God. And so this morning I am asking us, you know, to just take a look again. Take a look back over our lives and say, did I do that for my glory or did I do that for the glory of the Almighty God? And this is what's happening in Acts. God has, has taken these people, taken these apostles and disciples, and put them into an upper room, amen, where they are to wait for the promised Holy Spirit. I just can relate this to, to today so much because I believe that the pandemic was God's call to us, amen, to get into a, to the upper room. It was, a, it was a call for us to take a step back, and really hear from him. And so as they go into the upper room, they shut themselves in. And, and if you read scripture, not all of them stayed. Some of them were like, you know, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. We're, what, what's, what's going on? And it's just the same as we are today. We go through this pandemic. God has released us, amen. God has, has called, recalled this pandemic. There's a little bit of lingering in it. But God has called it back. And the church... Who should be the church should, should be filled with the people of God, amen, energized, excited to be back together to begin to do the works of the Lord. You know, we should be excited that we have made it through. I know that it's painful what we went through, the experiences, the losses that we went through, but there should also be a joy 
of our salvation that God called us, God spared us. God wants us and has chosen us to do something different, amen? And so when we come back to church, it's funny how I just, I look at things and, and, and we cannot do church like we did before, amen? It's just God is calling from something new. God is calling for something, something fresh. And so to come in and regurgitate what we know, amen? Well, I know this song will get people hyped. I know this prayer will do this. God is like, I'm doing a new thing. I want to do a new thing. And, and here in this passage of scripture, we see something profoundly different. We see the beginning of the church. We see a, a new way of worship, a new way to reach God's people. And I believe that God has called us, amen, to do things differently. Not that we forsake what we know, but to do it in a way that gathers the crowds, amen, brings attention, draws attention to this hurting world. And so I'm excited about what God is doing. So when we understand Pentecost, for those who might not know, this word is uh, derived from, uh, from the word 50th. And that is, that, that is because it means it was the 50th day after the resurrection that the Holy Spirit ascended upon this earth. It was the 50th day after the Passover, excuse me, that the Holy Spirit ascended to the earth. And so Pentecost is, is mentioned in the New Testament of, about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples of Christ. And uh, since uh, this was a required festival, that there were just an influx of people that came to Jerusalem, amen, to celebrate this, this ceremony. They were there to... Uh, to, to remember what God had done for them, remember the Passover, remember the, the salvation of their forefathers by the placement of blood over the doorpost. And so here they are, they being the disciples, being the apostles, being the believers of God in this upper room, uh, waiting for God, waiting for the promised Holy Spirit. And as they waited, there, there suddenly became a sound a sound came into the room. A sound came, and it was like a mighty rushing wind, but it was not, the wind was not blowing, but the simile is, is that it sounded like a mighty rushing wind. And as they sat there in that room, uh, they, the, the scripture says that they began to see uh, what seemed to appear as tongues of fire upon uh, their heads. And so many times in, in, in Christendom, we really think that that was the anointing and the gifts of tongues. It could be. But when you look at pretext, post-text of that scripture, people from all around the region had came. Amen. And God wanted to get his, this is, this is how I feel, and God wanted to get his word out. He wanted to get the message out to everyone so that everyone could get an understanding. And so when you have all these diverse cultures uh, coming in, all these different languages coming in, God empowers them to speak in other languages so that everyone could hear the word of God, that everyone could hear that God was, a, was doing something. And so that no one was left out. And I think that that in itself is just a divine miracle that God said, I have gathered my people from afar and now I'm going to present my Holy Spirit, amen, and that no one will be left out. 
And so everyone heard the sound out of, and the prophecies that were coming forth out of, in their own language. And so the arrival of the Holy Spirit is to empower us, amen, to speak to, the, to, our, to our neighbors, to speak to our nations, to speak to our cities. It is a, the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the sound that God uh, released that drawed the people in. Restoration, we need to begin to make a sound, amen? We need to begin to make a sound in this place. We need to begin to speak the word of God over our city, the word of God over our family, or the word of God over our lives, amen, so that people can hear it, people can see it. And I'm not saying go to work and just ah, and scream and yell, but I'm talking about walking in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that people see it that people feel it, that people sense it, that the Holy Spirit, the sound that's coming out of you is resonating so much that people begin to, to come to you and ask you about what is it, what's different about you? What's this change that has come over you? And that is my plea this morning. It's like, God, please allow me to make that sound. Amen. I want to make a sound for God <laughs> that shakes up this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I believe that, that at this time, God is calling for the church to make a sound and that he is going to release his Holy Spirit again. Amen. Not that it's not here, but that he's going to, to pull off the layers that, that, that we are going through, the things that we are going through. So part of the things that, you know, I, I'm just going to be real personal with you about what I have been going through. I believe that, that um, what is kept in dark Kept in darkness will, uh, the enemy has power in darkness, but I'm going to call him out today, amen, because I want to be empowered for ministry. I want to be empowered to do what God has called us to do here in this place. I want you to be empowered and encouraged about what God is calling for us to do in this place. And so we should always make room, amen, make room in our hearts, make room in our lives for the crowd to gather. And a lot of times, you know, we just don't want to be bothered. I know there are times when I'm just like, oh, God, I just don't feel like being bothered with folks. But God is saying that I put you here. Amen. And I want you to make the sound so that people can come in because there, there is a lost and dying world out there. And it is selfish of us to feel like, well, I'm saved. I'm doing what I need to do. And I got mine. You get yours mentality. And, and that's not what God is calling. God is calling for us to embrace, to embrace our, to embrace our, our world. And so um, one of my favorite um, authors, Henry Blackaby, says, God is always at work, and it's our responsibility to find out where God is working and join him in his work. And so, you know, I have just really seriously been, like, looking to see where God is working um, because God is always making a sound. The sound of God is always going, um, and, and it should be resulting in the world running to the church. It should be the results of the world uh, um, seeking God. Our houses of worship should be full. When we hear the sound of a mass shooting of an elementary school, when we see the deaths, that, that senseless deaths that are just going on, when we see our, our, our country in an uproar politically, racially, when we see all of this stuff going on, 
we have to understand that that's a sound. It might not be the sound that we're expecting, but that's a sound of the earth groaning and crying and the world crying out to God. So we are looking for this sound of heaven to come down and empower us. And God is like, do you not hear the sound of a people? Do you not hear the sound of a nation? Do you not hear the sound of the earth crying out? And I've placed you on this earth to be a vessel, amen, to be the solution, to be, to be and represent me on this earth. And so we have to understand that the sound is coming from everywhere. Even in our own homes, we're, we're, we're experiencing things in our own homes that God is saying, handle it, handle it. We hear the outcry of our children. We hear the outcry in our marriages, and we just tend to back up and say, okay, you know, let me just say this, let me do that. Let me just, we tend to calm it down. We tend to pacify it when God is saying that he wants to resurrect it, Amen that he wanted to resurrect our homes, our lives, our hearts, to become all that he's called us to be, to do and become. See, until we understand the power that is within us, the precious Holy Spirit is in, in us, the anointing that is within us, until we release that, we will just continue to go around in this cycle of iniquity, this cycle of, of drama, this cycle of confusion. And God is saying, I did not create you to live in that. I did not create you to live in a sin-sick world. I didn't, I didn't create you to have a mindset of, oh, I felt a blessing. And you, you get excited about that, but then it wanes off. God is saying that I want you to be, in a, to be like me, to know that I have power, to know that I am anointed, to know that, that I have been called forth. God wants to affirm us this morning that he is the one in control. And when we get behind him, we will realize that we too are in control. And so for these past few months, I have been in the most craziest um, state of mind, state of being that I've ever been in. And I just sometimes I have to just sit back and laugh at the enemy because I'm like, this dude does not let up. He is like on it night and day, night and day. And so I was just, you know, I, when it first started going on, it was just right after pastor's birthday and all the anniversary and stuff. And I just felt this, this presence come over me and this you know, grief and it's this depression come up over me. And I was, and I was just like, you know, it'll pass. This too will pass, you know, and just trying to push through it. But um, I don't know, there was something that, you know, just because of the, the death of pastor and just the state that I was in, I just began to, to fall into this depressive crying mode um, and just begin to realize, you know, Katani, come on now come on, you know, it's going to be okay. Let's push forward, push forward. And it seemed the more that I pushed, the harder the push from the enemy was. And so I just began to get into this real serious funk. I mean, there's just no other way to explain it. And I just began to just kind of just back off and just not even desiring to, to listen to worship music because worship music was making me cry. I'm like, I'm crying. If I ain't listening to it, I'm crying. If I am listening to it. And I was just in this crazy state of mind. But I thank God. Amen. I thank God that he is pulling me out of that. 
amen, that he is still with me, that he still cares for me, and that he is walking me through that. But the things that I learned while walking through it, because I, I, had, I had really had asked God, please, Lord, please, <laughs> please take me out of this funk. Please take me out of this dark place. And God began to speak to my heart. You know, in the middle of the night, I recall God just waking me up and he said, this is your pattern. This is how you process. And I want to change that. And I'm like, you know, I wake, I fully wake up and God begins to tell me, he says, the way you live your life is actually the reflection of what you're walking through right now. He says, you believe in me. I know that you believe in me. There's no doubt that you love me. But when you get pressed back into a corner, you go into self-survival mode. And you begin to try and figure things out instead of just asking for my presence to infill you, instead of asking for, for me to handle the situation, you start doing it on your own. How do we do that on our own? You know, I, worship is a, is a really good tool to use. Prayer is a really good tool to use. But I found myself waking up and using these tools as means for God to remove it. So in other words, I was waking up, praying, worshiping, doing what I, what I needed to do, but it was out of a ritual instead of out of a heart and a hunger for God. It was out of, okay, let me read these scriptures. Let me listen to this word so God can heal me. And so I was doing it without the love relationship that I needed to have with him. I was doing it for self-purpose. And when God was telling me that, I was like, no, 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 God, no. He goes, yes. That's how I was reacting to what was reacting to what was going on because I wanted it to just be gone. Just be gone. Just leave. And I was reading my Bible. I was doing this. I was doing that. But I was not in pursuit of God. I was more in pursuit of my relief than I was with God. And so I just began to just ask God for forgiveness, like, Lord, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I've, I've, you know, in my life, I've been through just pretty, a lot of, like all of us, I've been through some really painful situations. And um, this, this left knee still bothers me, which is crazy because I had the surgery and everything. And, and it still has a little twing in it. It still has a little hurt. But me, I'm just like, you know what? I'm cool with it. It doesn't hurt enough for me to go and, you know, I just don't want them to cut it open. I just do not want to go through surgery again. And God was saying the same way you tolerate the pain in your knee is the same way you tolerate the enemy's attack against you. That you just, it's just a numbness that had come through. And so I just began to say, you know, to, to, to the Lord, you're right. You know, I do not, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I could live the rest of my life with this pain. But God is saying, but why would you? Why do you want to do that? And it's the same way uh, that, that I have been just in this numbness, like, I'm going to just go ahead and just do what I got to do. Pray my prayer. Read my word. Throw up my worship and expect God to bless me. And what God is saying that I need a place where I can rest. I need a place where I can do the things that I can do. 
I can need a place where I'm, I'm fully invited in, not just for the miracle, but for the relationship. And so I've just really been pressing into the Lord and saying, God, you are so right. Help my unbelief, God. Help me understand that, that I need to experience you in that upper room again. That I need the presence of God to fall upon me so that I can do the things that God has called me to do. So I just encourage you this morning, whatever you're going through, make room for God. Amen? Make time for God. Make a place that is just totally you and God. And the enemy is going to fight you with nail and tooth. I mean, he is going to, you, if I told you some of the things that he has done to me, I'm just like, oh, you're so dirty. The one, night, one night I had a, a dream about pastor and he was up and he was getting dressed and uh, it was just really real to me. And uh, I hadn't had many dreams about him. So he's getting dressed and I'm still in the bed. And then uh, he's talking, you know, we're talking and everything. And he leans over to kiss me. And as he kissed me and walked out the door, it was just his clothes. It was not a body in it. And I just busted out laughing, and I said, oh, you dirty dog. Like, I knew that it was just the enemy trying to shake me, trying to say, you know what, <laughs> he's dead, or, you know, trying to take me into this depression. And I got so tickled from it because I was just like, oh, you're going to go that low. Well, I got something for you, okay? And I just began to uh, praise the Lord. I just began to lift up the name of Jesus. I began to worship God and, and, and invite his presence into this place. Because the enemy is just attacking, attacking, attacking all of us. And he doesn't want us to, to get to that place, amen, to understand the empowerment of who we are. He doesn't want us to understand the, the power of Pentecost, the power that God uh, had, had given to uh, the Christian church. And so the Holy Spirit is here, and he is amongst us, and he has called us to do a great and mighty work. It's, it's, it's just that our, sometimes our frequency gets off. Amen? Sometimes we just need to tune in to what God is saying, making sure that, you know, the feedback from the enemy is coming. It's always going to come. It's something that we have to learn to, to, to deal with because if we cannot discern the, the, the voice of God, if we don't protect our eye gates, our ear gates, the things that, that we know we shouldn't do, the things that we know um, the enemy has those portals in. And so I've deleted my Facebook. So don't message me. Don't message me on Facebook because I'm good with that. Um, I'm deleting Messenger. I went through my DVR and I just said, I don't need to watch Housewives. I don't need, you know, I just begin to say, you know what, Lord, let me take away distractions. Let me take away the thoughts that the enemy can come through through TV shows or, or through, through media, through anything. Let me, let me take time to just get into your presence. And that's why I'm on sabbatical, but although I'm in preaching, <laughs> I just said, Lord, let me just take some time to just reconnect with you, to, to, to really see what you are calling forth. Because like I said, I believe God has called us to the upper room and, and, and we're in preparation for a new dispensation. When those uh, apostles and those believers went into the upper room, they had no idea of what the outcome would be. And so I'm encouraging us to get ready for, for this new thing. It's, 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 it's one thing to come to church, and sometimes we just come, come to church because that's what we're supposed to do. Amen? 
We come to church out of ritual, but God says, come to church and, and looking and seeking for me. Come to church and be a witness. We're empowered by the testimonies of each other. Of each other. We're empowered by when we work together to do the things God has called us to do. And so one of the most profound things that, that God is doing with restoration is our homeless initiative. And when I just sit back and I just say, God, wow, you are really uh, just providing for us. And this past Thursday, the mayor and uh, Kaufman, the mayor and the center, Congressman Kaufman, and uh, some of the people from the city of Aurora came. The Congressman Crow, I don't know why I always want to call him Senator Crow. Um, and some of his staff, some of the people from the city uh, were here to look at what, um, you know, the work that we've done with the shelters. And they've asked us if we would increase uh, the amount of shelters that we have and that the program is going so well uh, that they were astounded. And so speaking with Mayor Kaufman, um, he began to tell me, that other churches want to get involved, that other people in the city want to get involved. And that began to say to me that we are making a sound, amen? That restoration is making a sound in addressing the homeless issue. That restoration is, in, is right in the cuff of where God wants us to be. And as we stay committed to what he has called us to do, he will increase our territory, amen? that he wants to do the miraculous for us. And I'm excited because the Spirit of the Lord is saying that he wants to use, the, use us, use this place as, as that, that hover, amen, as that model for other churches that are just coming together and having church, that are coming together and wondering, where are the members? What, what's going on? I mean, that's going on across the nation, across the countries where people are just not in, involved. But here God has made a place and given us think that we can be involved, amen, in making a sound. And so I praise God. Another sound that he wants to make is with our children and with our youth, amen. When you think, oh my goodness, of, of, of a person coming in and taking the life of your child because of their own mental illness, because of their own things, how tragic that is, how hurtful that is. And then you hear it, and now it's just like it's just waned off, you know? And like the church should be right there addressing these issues, addressing these things. And God is saying that I want to make a safe place for our children, programs that are going to be birthed out of this house, things that we are going to do, amen, that makes a sound for our children to want to come to church. Right now, our kids are, they're fine at home on their little games and doing what they want to do, but they need to know that there is a God out there, amen, and that we have to establish a powerful children and youth ministry, amen, to bring, bring those children in and love them. A lot of these, these shootings are done with kids that are fatherless, kids that have broken homes, kids that are just confused. But if we can draw those kids in before they get to that point, before, that, before they get to that mental state, and we can love on them. We can be the mothers and fathers of those who don't have mothers and fathers. We can be the arms that wrap around them. We can be the encouragement for them, amen, to, to point them to Jesus, to, to, to offer salvation to them. 
so that they can, move, they can move into their full destiny. The church is the solution, amen? We are the solution for the, what is going on in the world. When you look at, when you're listening to the news, just say, I have the solution. I am the solution. As I was flying over to Amsterdam, I watched a documentary on um, the earth uh, and on, on um, global warming. And it just broke my heart just to see how this earth is just falling apart, our glaciers, our rivers, our forestry. And I was sitting there watching it, and God said, this is the same thing that is happening. It's happening globally. And as we are destroying, you know, God gives us this knowledge, and now we've taken it out of greed, out of, out of just, you know, crazy greed, these oil companies, these forestry companies that are just making billions and billions of dollars, but yet at the same time, they're destroying the creation of God. They're destroying things. And as we were on our tour, our bus driver was telling us how the fishery is going to uh, be affected, how uh, Ukraine, which produces the most wheat in the world, how that's going to affect all of America. And so, you know, we look at it and we just think like, well, it ain't going to really, you know, okay, so you say there's going to be no, you know, wheat products. But when you really look at it, it's the effect. It's just the tremble. It's just a tremble. And you walk into the stores now, you walk into the grocery stores, and you're just like, what is going on? And I believe God is, is warning us of the recession is coming. The earth is mine and the fullness. And when we do not take care of God's earth, when we do not take care of God's people, this is the outcome mass shootings, mental illness, sicknesses, diseases. And God is saying, church, wake up and begin to address these things. And so God has just really been dealing with me on what, what, what do we do at this point? Where do we go at this point? And we need to just begin to affirm our position in Christ. Amen? <laughs> just stand boldly before the Lord and begin to affirm who you are. Begin to know that I am a child of God. Amen. I have, I need to reestablish my relationship with him. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are within me. I am the lifeline. I am a sustainer. Amen. I am, I have the power to move mountains. I have the power to heal. I have the power to do the things that God has called me to do. But I can't use that power if I'm not in, in his presence. If my time is spent 75% on me and what I like and feeding my flesh and then giving 25% to God. God's saying, I want all of you. I want, I want to know you in the fullness. And God has given us his, his precious Holy Spirit to equip and empower us this morning. Amen. So we want to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit back into this place. See, God has broken the mold of the way we do church the way we think church is, has, should, should go, um, God is saying, I want to do something new. But we've got to be open to the new, amen? We've got to surrender to the new. We've got to surrender to all that God has, has done for us. Our past is our past. We know how to do church. That's not a problem. We understand that. 
But God is saying, I want to do something fresh, and I want to, I want to do something new in this place. So I came out of the pandemic just knowing, you know, excited, like, ooh, God ain't playing with us. Excited about what God is going to do. And the enemy is attacking the joy of, of what God has called me to do, what God is saying for me to do. But I am empowered through the Holy Spirit, amen, to, to pull up my bootstraps and say, God, let's go. Let's do this. So God is calling for balance in my life. God is saying, balance yourself, child. Balance yourself. You know, stop doing, stop trying to do everything. You can't do everything, but bring a balance to your life. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes in, he balances us, and he shows us what we need to do, how we need to, to act, how we need to walk into this world. So this morning, as we get ready to partake in communion, I want us to just take a moment to just seriously Speak to the Lord. Speak out of our hearts this morning. Amen? Speak out of our hearts and say, God, infill us again. Infill us again. Let your Holy Spirit fall on this place. Let your Holy Spirit come in this place, God. Take the scales off our eyes and show us what we, we, we need to do. Just like you did, Father God, for that first church. Amen? when you were setting the first church, God, that you said a sound. You said a sound from the heavenlies. God, send a sound into our hearts this morning, a resounding sound that lets us know who we are, who we are, so that when we walk out of here, we're empowered to do the things God has called us to do. God is calling for balance in our lives. He's making, uh, he's given us a choice this morning. He's saying that you can continue doing what you do <laughs> or you can do what is new. You can do what I've called you to do. And this morning, I want us to do what is called. God is saying, let's take the higher road. Let's take off our, our flesh. Let's take off of our, what, we sh what we know to do and just allow the spirit to infiltrate our hearts and show us what he wants done. I believe that God is getting ready to do a great, a, a, a great and mighty work here, and his protection is over us. We may seem crazy. It might look crazy to us. I've had people come to me and talk about, you know, the homeless shelter, and, well, why would y'all do that? Why would you bring that element into your church, and yeah, 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 and this and that? And I'm like, because God called us to do that. That's what God has called us to do. God is not calling us to to uh, save the saved. God is saying, I want, I want you to do as I did when Jesus was walking through, through the country, Lord, through the country, blessing people, helping people, uplifting people. Since we've been here, we've had some of our homelessness are now housed. They're in permanent housing. They have jobs. They're doing the things. Uh, they're, they're finding the resources to do what God has called them to do. And that's the same thing with the churches, that we are here to take, uh, bring in our hurts and pains and walk out glorified and empowered to do what God has called us to do. So I believe that we are in the right place, amen? We're in the right place at the right time. And all God is asking for is a surrender, amen? 
a place where his presence can dwell, a place where we are sold out to him, a place where he has the authority over our lives to do and that we are obedient in the walk. So we're at a fork in the road, amen? We are at a fork in the road. Christendom is at a fork in the road. God is saying, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord, amen? And even if we take the wrong road, this is the power of God, even if we make the wrong choices, he still loves us. He still cares about us. And he still will redirect our paths. So as we stand this morning to take communion, amen. And for those of you at home, if you would just get your communion elements, hallelujah. We thank God, amen, this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Right now, just as you are preparing your your elements, just begin to speak to God. Hallelujah. Begin to tell him how much you love him and appreciate him. Sometimes we don't tell him that much. And just like we want to be affirmed, God wants to be affirmed. Amen. He wants us to love him. He wants us to speak it into existence, to proclaim it with our mouths that you're a great God. You're a great God. Hallelujah. You are a great God. You are God Almighty. Hallelujah, God. And we thank you this morning, Lord. Father God, we surrender to you this morning as we get ready to partake of these elements, God. Father God, we remember what you did on the cross. Remember the blood that was shed, Father God, the body that was bruised for our transgressions, chastised for our iniquities, God. Father God, that you came on this earth to redeem us, to save us, and you did just that, and then you left us with the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, Father God, we're asking for the infillment of the Holy Spirit. Father God, help us to hear the sound, God. Not only the sound, Father God, that is, that is coming from the church, but the sound that is coming from the land, the sound that is coming from the people, God. Because you will send a sound that overcomes all of that and give us direction, give us an understanding of what we need to do. You have blessed us enough, God. If you've never did anything else for us, our salvation is sealed and nothing can refute that. So God, we're just opening up our arms this morning. Just begin to give them praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, most powerful, wonderful God. Father God, we lift up your name. We call Jesus. Hallelujah, our Lord and our Savior, the one who has empowered us with gifts, the one who has empowered us with love and understanding, God. Help us to know who we are in you, God, that we are chosen, hallelujah, that we are the head and not the tail, Father God, that we are the voice of the Lord, that we are midwives to the Spirit of God. Father God, affirm us, Father God, and help us to understand who we really are. That we are your king, 
we are your king's kids, God, that we have the power to move mountains, that we are the solution, God. Just begin to say, I am the solution. I am anointed. <laughs> I am powerful. I am healed. I am delivered. Whatever you need this morning, just call on Jesus because you are all of that through the promised Holy Spirit. Father God, we bless you. We bless you this morning. Now we take this bread that was broken, Father God, for the remission of our sins, God. And we partake of it and thank you, God, for all that you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. We may partake. Hallelujah, God. And Father God, we take this juice, this wine, Father God, in remembrance of the blood that was shed for me. Oh my goodness. That you went to the cross for me, God, for my sins. God, adjust us this morning, Lord, as we partake of this wine, Father God, in remembrance of the blood shed. Let us not take it for granted, God, for your blood holds power, and that same power was in us. So as we partake, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, we serve a powerful God. Amen. His blood will never lose, never lose its power. Hallelujah. I am grateful this morning that God loves us enough to choose us, amen, to create the sound that this world needs, that we are the solution. Hallelujah. That we are the called and chosen ones, that all that he has promised us will come forth. All we need to do is just surrender to his word, surrender to his will, and know that, and know that we have been affirmed and certified by him. Hallelujah. I thank you this morning, God. We ask that you bless this word, Father God. May it penetrate our hearts, God, and cause us to make the adjustments that we need. Cause us, Father God, to feel the presence of the Lord to the re-desire to do the things that you've gifted us to do, to, to desire to come back to the house of the Lord and begin to put our hands to the plow as we walk this new dimension in you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you this morning. Hallelujah.